0: What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate or 877-374-7463. If you know what you want to talk about, like usual, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Um, Anything that was discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we are discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me via Twitter or follow me, you can do it at Sports Grind. And also keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows live, okay, you can go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can... Um, download the podcast seven days a week 365 and also if you want to stream the show live and leave comments i'll respond to those in real time if i don't i'll get to them later but you can go to the business facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page as well and you can leave comments and like i said i'll respond to those Eight seven seven three seven grind what's up mr clark you ready Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. Let's get it. Let's end the week strong. It is Friday, uh, so we have some things brewing that we'll end the week with in the sports world. Uh, first off, you got the Masters, of course, is center stage in the sports universe this weekend, as you have the second round got underway this morning. Um, the story of today is uh, Brooks Kepka, who fired a five under, I believe. He's sitting at 12 under. He's done for a day. Uh, you know, Brooks said, hey, it's just simple as the fact that I knew that I was going to have a catch a break with the weather going out. And, you know, some guys just say that and it's just like whatever. But there's the guys that say that and they actually go out with the aggression. And, you know, uh, haven't dissected his round in general. Uh, but, you know, uh, pretty sure that he took uh, some aggressive shots at some pins. I mean, to go five under. Uh, the weather's getting tougher. The projected cut right now looks like it's going to be plus two. Um Also with Brooks, and this is what I'll say, first of all, Brooks, somebody, I think Brooks went off almost like it about three, four weeks ago, a month ago, Brooks was like 60 to one, 71 to win the Masters. And from what I've heard from some of my sources, there's some people out there in the desert that's holding those tickets. So that's number one. I mean, this is the former number one player in the world, too. But he's struggled. He's been hurt balance injuries. But that's not the first thing that came to my mind. I mean, as long shot he was. I mean, he's 12 under. I mean, they're expecting bad weather this weekend. You wonder if there's going to be Masters on Monday because I'm just hearing it's supposed to be horrible tomorrow. I don't even know if they'll get golf in tomorrow. Uh, so it's going to be uh, interesting how this plays out. Uh, but he's sitting at 12 under and the way I look at this is you know again the talk the side talk off the course talk has really been about tour live and to me as much talk has been through the media from the people that oppose tour live uh one man in particular Mr. Rory who is in serious danger. I mean, this is one of the favorites. He had like the third best odds to, or the second best odds to win the whole thing this weekend, and he's in danger of missing the cut. But he's got the guy that's been very vocal about Liv and everything like that. But can you imagine? I mean, you let one of the uh, defectors come into the Masters, and he's been struggling for years. And I like Brooks uh, Kepka. He's one of the few young guys I like. Him. Jordan Spieth, and you know I love Jason Day. And last time I checked, he was up there in the top five going in sometime this morning. I don't know where he's at right now. Uh, Um, Tied for six. Yeah. Uh, Along with Spieth. I like Day. He's been through a lot uh, off the course in the last few years in his personal life with his family and stuff and illness. But um, anyway, but you're just going to let Brooks come in here and fire five under and put himself in prime condition just to have to play pretty much par the rest of the way because with the weather conditions and that kind of stroke elite is going to be tough. you know. But I've seen Brooks uh, explode on some rounds here over the last couple of years, be, but he's mentally tough. But that's going to feel a certain way. It is. I mean, and trust me, don't think that that ain't circling or has been circling around the lands and the, the grounds fields of Augusta in regards to the defector guys, the tour live. You know, um, I heard Phil was playing pretty well early on. I don't know where he's at. Um, now, of course, the one that everybody, the passive buyers, worry about in Tiger Woods, um, he started the day, you know, he shot a two over yesterday, started the day two over, played pretty much the first three, uh, three holes at even par. And last time I checked, uh, is he sitting, I know he's on a par five. How did he do that par five?
1: uh through 7 right now he's plus 3. I don't know about the exact hole. Okay. um but well, through 7 uh which has him that, one uh, one above the projected cut.
0: Well, that lets me know because I saw where he landed his tee shot on the par 5, so that lets me know he parred the par 5 and that's, you know, um when Tiger and again, this is not Tiger. I mean, this this turn it was expectations Is he really going to be able to walk for 4 days and he's going to make the cut. So realistically, uh nobody really had him you know, winning, uh, but I think his goal was to make the cut. But this is a guy out there that's made a medal right now um, from the surges and stuff that he's had. But um, I will sit there and say that uh, when he was winning these tournaments, even a few years back when he won it, I mean, he ate good on the par fives. Now, I'll give him credit for yesterday's round when I looked at it. You know, it's a round that I think that could have got out of hand, and he probably would have had blew his chance of making the weekend just yesterday alone. But like he's done in the past, you know, the back nine he grinded and uh, got it down to back to plus two, which I think it was it ballooned up to at least about plus four yesterday at one point. And then he had a good back nine. So that's what he does. And that's really what separates Tiger and even from the guys like Rory, a lot of, majority of all these guys. Like when they don't have their good stuff, they mail it in. And it's just like, oh, well, because the money is so big right now. It's like you don't have to make really too much to cut, and you're still walking away with six figures. So to me... That's still something that he shows, even though he's a little bit of shell of himself, uh, especially after the car accident, that, hey, you know, when he's going to grind it. And I'm pretty sure, you know, the weather's probably not going to help him. Um, He's going to probably really have to play well in the back nine to make the cut. I mean, he has a long cut streak history at the Masters, too. I forgot what it is, but this could also be a story because I don't think. I don't know when's the last time he's missed the cut at the Masters, even if he has. But I know it's a long time. So he's missed cuts at other play U.S. Opens, British Opens. He's missed cuts over the last few years. But the Masters, it's been a while since he's missed the cut. And and I guarantee you could probably count on one hand or three fingers how many times he's actually missed the cut at the Masters. Um, What do you got?
1: Well, uh, at, since we've come on air, because uh, we have the Masters live here uh-huh. in the studio, we're under weather delay now. Okay, um, so play has been suspended. Lightning does, in there. Yeah. Does this work in Tiger's favor? Uh, he's through seven right now. Um, so uh, when you talk about his muscles, um, you know, getting off of his feet, getting off of his back, um, does this kind of thing help help him? You know, the rest of the way uh, through day two maybe into making
0: that cut with him just one one above? No, I I don't think so, because if anything, it hurts him. Uh, Because, you know, I've read and and looked at this, and, you know, Tigers talked about it. I mean, you got to understand, this is different from when, you know, even after his prime, but like, say, you know, prior to the wreck. Okay, Tiger's been dealing with injuries, uh, ligaments and knees. He's had multiple, four, five, six back surgeries. But let's just talk about the wreck. Uh, You know, the extensive surgery he had on his leg and almost having to be amputated. Um, The bottom line is, is that when he gets up to have to go, like it used to be that he would be able to get up, stretch, do all this kind of stuff, and then go to the driving range. Okay, now you have to add an extra hour and a half to two hours, I think I heard, just from his team. And I would like to know the amount. I mean, I think his team, from what I've heard, he travels. When he goes these majors, you're talking about 15 to 20 people on his team. And they've all got different jobs to do. And so you're talking about hours of massages and basically, you know, kind of post-round and pre-round of with the muscles. So my point is there's no way a weather delay is going to help him in his condition that he's in because if anything at that age and you know all that and you know whether they always say i've never had to experience it because i haven't knock on wood i haven't had to have surgery on any bones or ligament yet um but you know when you have metal rot when you have all that when the weather changes your body starts to ache too hell some normal people i mean i had grandmothers i remember oh there's a front coming in. My knees starting to hurt. I'd be like, "What? I got that? What one. the hell? Yeah, you know." I was like, "What the hell is? It was like, Grandma, what are you talking about? I watch the Weather Channel all the time. They don't say nothing about that." You know, I thought it was one of those old uh, black folk the folk stories and stuff. You know, Grandma always confused me. But anyway, so you got to deal with the weather. It's cool. It's going to be a temperature drop. Nah, it doesn't bode well for them. Um, at this point, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll save judgment, but I would say it's probably. Sixty percent that because there's a lot of people didn't think he was going to make the cut last year. And remember, that was like his first action. And then it was just you just saw it was just a struggle for him to even walk the rest of the uh, tournament. So and and he showed some signs of some pain yesterday. So I would say it's about a 30 percent chance that he's going to make the cut and a 70 percent chance he's not, um, in my opinion. Uh, because really, I mean, he has to really, you know, he's won over for the day, so he really has any margin for error because he's struggling, at least at the front nine, he has struggled a little bit with the par fives from what I can see. So you got the Masters going on, so so we'll see how that plays out. We'll keep an eye out on that. Um, Also, uh, speaking of what else we have, of course, we've got NFL news uh, to talk about. There's a couple things that I've been trying to get through this week uh, that's kind of getting parlayed and parlayed over, but we've got some other development. It's, uh, in regards to the NFL uh, Cowboys uh, worked out Max Duggan, um, TCU quarterback, you know, uh, led him to a national title game, even though it didn't end anywhere near close to what they wanted to the end. But. You know, and I personally I'm not a guy to be, you know, really I don't really concentrate too much on what I grade players or great players and stuff like that. You know, I used to have a former co host Salami, he, he used to do that stuff in the in his sleep. But um I will tell you, just by the passer buyer grader that I would call myself, I would tell you that Matt Duggan, I would have if I had to grade him, I would have him probably a third round guy okay um, not saying that he can't, you know, make a club or eventually be a starter in the league. But I would have to tell you um, that I would have to pretty much go ahead and make him a third rounder. I couldn't I couldn't basically take him as a second. Now, I think his character, from what I've heard and the leadership skills uh, is there. Uh, but I just feel like, you know. We'll see. I mean, Big 12 is really tough to judge because in Big 12, hardly of them, majority of them doesn't play any defense in the Big 12. Uh, so that's one. You have to really look at the caliber of cornerbacks and D-backs that he really basically went against in the Big 12. Uh, that's one. Uh, but the reason why it's a story, because I'm pretty sure he's probably worked out for other teams. We just haven't brought it up or hasn't made news is because it's the Dallas Cowboys. Now you can read a, a few things into this. I don't even know off the top of my head, and maybe you do, Jonas. But I don't know exactly how many ca- quarterbacks do Dallas really have active now. Do we know they got Cooper Rush, they got Dak, and do. Am I missing somebody else that they have on their roster? Uh, currently uh, listed depth chart has Will Greer as well. So Will Greer um, still on that. But I wouldn't factor
1: that Will Greer gets it. If Dallas were to carry three quarterbacks, they did just bring in uh, Cooper Rush on a new deal. Um, so you have to wonder what that opportunity would look like for somebody like Duggan.
0: Well, I, w- I would tell you that, um, you know, first of all, he's from, I mean, he's played his college career in that area. Okay. I'm pretty sure Dallas scouts have seen him for the last few years now. Um, but I, you know, they could just be doing their due diligence on them, but, but the reason why this is a story is is because of their starting quarterback and the publicized struggles that most people feel and limitations they feel that he has. Um, me personally, I would tell you that I wouldn't bet, well, no matter where he landed, I probably wouldn't bet on Max Duggan being better than Dak and on the NFL level at any point of his career, okay, in my opinion. And that's no disrespect to Max Duggan, but I really feel – you know, it's like a wait and see with him. And I really think, I mean, hell, look at Hooker from Tennessee. I mean, that basically went through a surgery. And I've said it before. I thought he got exposed in the Georgia game, which you can say, you know, it's not really his fault. But, you know, uh, Max Duggan went up against Sunday guys in that national championship game and it didn't bowl. Now, that's not all his fault. You know, usually when you have something go wrong, you have a lot of dirty hands involved. Y'all don't get tired of hearing me say that. Oh, you're just to let you know. You know, every time I say that, that's a Sean Payton reference. But anyway, besides that, I could sit there and, I mean, look, Hooker from Tennessee, though, his upside, in my opinion, is higher than Matt Duggan, and he's coming off of being cut on. And I'm hearing that Hooker could probably be third round, fourth, or maybe even upside. I doubt that somebody takes him second round. I think, I think both of those guys. I think Duggan and I think Hooker are going to be third-round guys. I really do. I think there's just too many other needs across of everybody when you talk about, you know, and talent in regards to even at the wide receiver position, running back position, pass rushers. I mean, it, it's just too much talent out there that I can't see a NFL team um, – I won't say wasting because that's that's really disrespectful, but I would say, you know, using that kind of capital of a second round pick—I mean, to say yeah, a second round pick on either one of those guys—but stranger things have happened. So you had that making news. We've got other NFL news as well. Um, you've got, um, you know, oh Trey, Trey Lance, okay, pretty much bum rushed Patrick Mahomes workout in Texas and worked out with him. And to Kansas City wide receivers. Now, I've got thoughts on that in both ways, you know, but that kind of made news. We'll touch on that. We got other NFL news. NBA were to the final Couple days of the end. This is the final weekend of the regular season. We had action last night. We'll talk about that as well. too LSU has accepted their invite to the White House. We'll talk about that. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott online studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and has been in the one and twos. We'll be back.
1: Song, maybe you,
2: you got it
0: you got it bad back All right back here on the sports grind Calvin Casey Jonas Clark spinning the one and twos in this RMB Friday 87737 grind is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's get a dose and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky online studios. Eight seven seven three seven grind, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Specs, keep in mind if you're ever looking to check out what the latest new products are, are in, or you kind of know what you already want, but you're just like a day like today where it's raining, you don't feel like getting out. You can just go ahead and have it delivered straight to your doorstep. All right, just remember always it's specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, which is the official sponsor of the Sports Grind and its official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so going through the docket, so there's definitely some things that I want to discuss um, today, and also there is a decision, I guess, is um, coming down um, from the Biden administration in regards to um, the new guidelines bearing sweeping anti-transports bans. Definitely want to give your new audience, I've talked about this before, um, and uh, I definitely want to touch on this point, or this particular topic, if we don't run out of time today. Um, So, let's start, though, with the NBA, okay, which the Spurs got their first win at their first shot in front of an Austin home crowd, which was a sellout, uh, by the way, which remember we talked about this uh, last week. I mean, what is it, the Moody Center? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Uh, it's what? What's the seating capacity?
1: Well, and that's where it gets interesting, okay? Because the announced audience for the last the Spurs game last night sixteen thousand twenty three. Uh, we do know that they opened up some uh, standing room only uh, ticketing options as well as there was a high demand for them. But when you go to the Moody Center's website. Uh. It says seating capacities, concerts fifteen thousand plus, basketball ten thousand plus. So they somewhere found six thousand um, seats for for people. I, whether that whether whether the seating capacity doesn't include suites already, and so then that gets added in there, or the seating capacity doesn't already include you know, uh sideline where you had a lot of celebrities in the house last night for that so, one too.
0: So what's the, how many bodies was in there? 16,023. Was there? <laughs> okay. So, and when we talked about this, cause I thought you had told me the Moody was only designed to like fit, seat about a little over 10,000.
1: 10,000 10, per their website.
0: Okay. Yes. Well, evidently there's so been some arrangements did come it, in yeah. uh, from the Dell family. Okay. And that's really where this is orchestrated from. But, Um, The Spurs end up winning by two Again what's the point man Like we've come this far Like I I mean just take these L's But anyway They get a W And really um, It looked like the crowd had energy And that's first man I mean you know When you first dated When you're first dating Okay and it's your first couple dates And experience you're not like You know like that old joke says man That's your representative there You know, you're opening doors, everything. You know, when's the last time I opened a door for AC? Like, the only time (laughs) she gets me to open really a door for her, like, if it's natural. Like, it was the fact, like, we just maybe hit a tie at the door at a restaurant something. I'm like, hey, okay, because I know there's no way I can walk through this. Half the time, because the true story, and I I have to catch myself because I don't like the optics, the way it looks. But, like, she walks slow, and I'm a person who walks fast. And especially when her daughter's there, I'm usually walking like four feet in front of her. Uh-huh. And she just because I'm like, man, I try to go, man. You're you just now getting the go, So it ought, it's just it's just rude ethics. My uh, man, I'm no chivalry with me, but at least I can admit it. But, you know, when you're first, you're opening doors, you're giving compliments. So this whole love of fest last night for the Spurs, I get it. You know, I get it. And there's been rumblings and people think this is a foregone conclusion. They're moving and and I'm sticking to where I always stand on this. Like it's not it's going if it, it, that time comes, like first of all, there will be a vote here in some form of fashion for a new arena. Okay? And this is my prediction. No inside sources or nothing. I'm just tell you how this is going to play out cuz this is usually how it plays out in cities. And it's going to come home to the roost on this one in the 210.
1: Oh, it's going down in Oakland right now.
0: Yeah. Um, it's going to go to vote for a new arena, and it's not going to get passed. Even though we love our spurs here down here in the 210, they're going to put the onus on a lot of the city taxpayers. It's not going to pass. Then the next thing is going to entertain. All of a sudden, mysteriously, there's going to be some property that's going to be available between here and between austin and that's as far as it's going that that's the way i that's the and and the name will stay the same it'll stay the same because why wouldn't it because that's the tradition you're talking about five titles even though i mean it's like the dallas cowboys they don't play in dallas so that's that you know but people are going to go by the reaction now the only reason why i'm even bringing this up in this game because um reports say that Keldon. Johnson addressed the crowd afterwards, and was just saying, "Hey, you know, we love Austin, and yeah, you know, it's a great crowd and energy." And then this has a lot of other people in frenzy. First of all, it shouldn't have been Keldon. I mean, I like Keldon and everything. This, as far as I'm concerned, until I see who shows up after we play ping pong here in the next few weeks, this is the sales team. If anybody, now, Vassell might not be that character. Maybe it's not in him. He didn't want to talk like, hey, man, I really don't want to talk. You go ahead, Keldon Because Keldon's a guy that was chosen to be kind of the young face. He's got local commercials here. He's got stuff like that. And I think Keldon's a good basketball player. But the truth of it is, Vassell's passed him up. And I think if they, because when you're talking about, like, that's what he did last night. That would have been the role of Tim or Tony, okay, or Manu, to be honest with you. And most likely, if it was something like that, it was going to probably be Tim, even though he'd be reluctant to do it. It would have been Tim. So that's a role when you pick him for whatever reason. Maybe some guys want to do it. But that lets you know, like, hey, this is the face. We love you. I'm speaking for the team because I'm te-. – that's kind of what that means, in my opinion. That should have been Vassell, unless he declined.
1: Well, it's worth noting that even when Vassell's in the lineup, Keldon's the last one off the bench during player announcements. And you typically reserve that for, unless you're doing a home crowd kind of thing where a guy is from an area uh, where you might save him for last. Uh, Keldon is the last person off the bench when they do starting lineups. Secondly, Devin Vassell never played in Austin. Keldon played a lot in his rookie year in Austin. So there was already the Austin Spurs tie to where the fan base already was familiar with Keldon. Um, so just a couple notes
0: there. Let me tell you something. I don't care if Keldon played Pop Warner, Middle School, AU, in Austin. And I don't care if he is the last one off the bench and you say that's reserved for the guy, the whatever, that needs to be sale. I'm telling you what I'm seeing with my naked eye, and it'd be hard-pressed to argue. Keldon is, right now, Vassell is a better overall basketball player than Keldon. Keldon's not trash, okay? I don't have a problem with him being the part of the future of this team, uh, I think he's a good guy from what I've heard on and off the court. But the truth, and, and it's not like he's so like I'm not saying like this is a uh, a Walmart parking lot type of better than Keldon. But Keldon's gonna like Keldon is stagnant with his shot. He, he hasn't developed a decent enough consistent shot. And he's more of been a pure – he's ne- he's never going to be and never was a pure shooter. But if you want to say who looks more like a pure shooter, Keldon was that even before Vassell. Vassell is more of a defensive guy. But, again, like Kawhi did, like some others under the great chip, and I know he's no longer here, but Vassell's been working on his jump shot, and his jump shot's better. And at the end of the day, the team is totally different when he plays. Um, so that's one. Because the way I look at it is, it's really – Depending on how like my scenario is whoever's gonna get wh- whoever's gonna come out of this ping pong ball, hopefully one through three, four at the worst, you take that, and to me, it's Vassel, it's Sohan, and it's Jones. That's it. Everybody else to me is can can be interchanging in peace, whatever. Those whoever's coming out of this draft, Sohan, Jones, and Vassel. That's it. Everybody else on this team is maybe could be expendable. Not saying that everybody is trash. That there's not more better young pieces than what I just named, but I think those are the heart. That's the heart. Those are the foundations, I believe. But we'll see. Uh, and they've got one more game in Austin, correct?
1: Yeah, that's going to be uh, the final game. Um, it's not the final game of the season because their last game is on the road against the Mavs, um, but it's
0: going to be against the Timberwolves. Hmm, okay. Well, they get another victory. Don't know why. But they did. I mean, like, you don't come this far to really. This could be the difference between two, okay, and Brandon Miller. Mm. Oh, I need to stop saying this, man. This organization is not drafting Brandon Miller. And let me tell you something. They will hear it from me. If they, if, I will tell you. if And this wasn't even on the docket. Like, I'm just freestyle. It's Friday. I wouldn't even want to get into this. But I'm just going to tell you right now. Um. If they don't get number one, which is obviously going to be Wimby, okay? And let's just say they don't even get two, and then your other guy goes two. Scoot Henderson. Yeah, Scoot Henderson goes two. But they get three. And unless there's a big man that I'm not, like, that I'm just totally missing, and I'm not going to – and I know that I said about the kid from Purdue – But after seeing him turn on me, you can't teach height, but unless there's some other big man that I'm missing, you know, outside of the kid from Purdue and Brandon Miller sitting there at three and they don't take him, I'm going to have a problem with that. And the reason why I'm going to say like, look, man, I understand what this organization has stood for, but let's keep it real. All right. Look, Brent Forbes. I don't care that he wasn't on the team or not. He was still the, – the, the incident happened down here. He was drafted by this team. Okay. Um, primo. Okay. Got caught in relations with the trainer.
1: Well, exposing himself, not with relations. And would be totally different.
0: Exposed. This has been a peep I ain't, I ain't no, DA's got no charges She settled like four days after her press conference I'm sticking to my theory man They got caught And, and, and yes you're right Jonas for, for the facts of what we know right now For exposing himself allegedly to other women Calvin CSI report Relations Unappropriate relations They thought they could get rid of her and just let it handle it in house. Let it go away and keep uh, Primo because he had a bright few. This a, and then she's like, no, they ain't doing that to me. I know y'all are mighty Spurs. This, that's my grassy nose CSI. Really what I feel going down until I see charges somewhere. This pops up again. Come on. And you noticed uh, you, you want to talk about power in the NBA. Okay. And you notice you have not heard Joshua Primo's name even close to being signed by anybody. I wonder why. Man's got a lot of juice, man, in this league. I'll just say this. And that's crazy coming from this town and this market. But it is just what it is. But that's moving on from them. That's who I I, just my point. I'm going to have a problem. Because my, my whole point with bringing up those two groups, the last few guys you drafted, we ain't drafted all choir boys, evidently. Okay? Now, if there's some charges, unless there's something else about this story we don't know, and and all of a sudden there's charges, and we found out that there was a cahoots and the DA was covering her for Alabama because they thought or whatever, and we just find out that this guy's really about that life and more than just a bad decision or whatever, okay, then I'll back off that. I'll back off that take. But if we just know what we know right now in the evidence, and that guy sitting there at three, I'm going to have a major problem they pass up on him. Unless there's some big man that I'm missing that would really be there. Brandon Miller, I believe, is going to be long-term probably the second. And if this kid is who he's going to be, Wimby, and I've heard players the reason why I haven't pushed back on the hype train, because I know when you first brought it to attention, you asked me, man, you ain't going to see that game, watch that game tonight? You got possibly the first two picks. I was like, man, this kid, I've seen you too. Uh, the reason why I didn't continue pushing back, because I heard players, like current NBA players that are not just from France.
1: Bron called him the alien.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, that, that, Bron gave him credit. So you know that's hard to come by for most guys. So I was like, all right, man, this kid must be special. But it's a lot of pressure he's going to have to build up to. Now, I still don't think this is LeBron hype coming in. He ain't got that kind of pressure. Okay, but I will say it's probably the most hype since LeBron. But I will tell you, I believe Brandon Miller is the second gonna be the second best player in this draft. In career-wise in NBA. I mean, you gotta remember this kid just did this. He was 19 years old this year. I mean, so. We'll see how it plays up, but that's my take. So I need to stop talking about Brandon Miller because I know they're not going to take him. I know they're not going to draft even if he's available. They're not going to draft him.
1: Well, not to keep this to San Antonio, uh, but you've you've raised the question. Um, so if you look at Miller and you look at Sohan, they're both six foot ten. They're both hyper athletic. Um, Sohan arguably better defensively. Miller arguably better offensively. Uh, but they both fit the fill the same role. Kind of like if you were to look at Scoot Henderson, he'd come in play point guard, and that tra- takes Trey Jones' spot. So would it be better for the Spurs to trade back and, and maybe land an Edi later because you don't want to take Edie at the third? Because um, you're look- you're looking at the Osser, or the Thompson twins. Uh, they're both you know six seven, six eight. It's gonna be kind of Vassell territory, Keldon territory in terms of size and what they bring. Uh, to the game, do you trade back for the big guy if you really think that's the thing missing? Zach Collins well,
0: is playing pretty well. I mean, yeah, Zach ain't the long-term answer, man. They they don't have a franchise player on this roster. They don't. They've got good players, but they don't have a franchise player. Um, and I believe the only guy on this team that has a shot to turn into a franchise player is Vassella. But he's not there yet. And I don't know it. I don't know if his ceiling is that high. Brandon Miller is a generational is going to be a generational franchise changing player. So I don't care if Sohan is the same position, same high. Sohan hey, look, I just said he's one of the three guys I'm keeping, and everybody else you can do what you want to do with him. He's never he ain't Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller now is better than what Sohan is, and Sohan's like two, three years older than him. So no, but I need to stop talking about it because it's a waste of breath and a waste of segment because they're not going to draft him piece of available, which I think would be a mistake, you know, because at this point, like this whole who we draft and choir, but like, look, man, if the kid is not going to be charged, he's not a criminal um, and he made a horrible mistake and uh, not trying to defend that or push that to the side. But unless now, if there's more charges ever come out about this, then I'll change the tune on that. But if we just sitting to where we're at, that guy's available, that's a franchise changer. That changes this franchise like that overnight. They, they won't be, they'll still won't probably be a playoff team next year. But they'll be, it'll be a lot better than it was this year. And you'll have some, you'll have pieces, you'll have a starting point now. You'll have a starting point eight seven seven three seven grind. okay, enough of that. Let's talk about the teams that are basically in this thing and not gonna be in this thing. Officially, the Utah Jazz have been eliminated uh, from the NBA postseason. that's after their loss last night to the Oklahoma Thunder that puts them out. And you know the other crazy thing they're star player, they're good player. Yeah, Laurie. He has to go fulfill his duty, military duties, right? In Finland, yeah, because wow. you, have, you have to
1: do. Uh, and, and we see this with other, other, other countries, other international players, um, but. Yeah, he has to go do his uh over the summer. Yeah. So his military so
0: he's- Utah is out, uh which to me they were uh, they played, they achieved more because they were in the Wimby stakes too. They only had a win total projection of like 27 wins, I think. Um so that's not a shock that they're not going to make it in the playoffs, but they made it interesting down the stretch because of their their effort. Uh but they basically lost 129 to 101. Um also, uh the Heat um the heat defeat the 76ers excuse me their their score was 129 to 101 the heat defeat the sixers uh, and b did play it only had like 20 and some change uh, but the heat and again the heat or just one of those teams. Look, I got a lot of respect for Coach Bolster, but I haven't been in love with this Heat team for like the last two years, especially this year. I mean, it, it always depends on which what team of the Miami Heat show up. They'll be a tough out, but, um, you know, would I pick them to really beat the 76ers in a series? No. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back.